0: Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name's Austin. I'm Greg. And today we have guest Jeremy with Personal Finance Club. Jeremy, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? We're great.
1: Now that you're great.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. And this is another episode of Life, Love, and Pursuit of FI. Um, so, Jeremy, let's, let's get right into it. You know, we have a lot of questions, and we don't want to take up too much of your time. Um
1: Oh my gosh. I love questions. Perfect.
0: (laughs) What would you say that your inspiration for starting RentLinks was?
1: So RentLinks was the first company I started out of college. And, um, you know, I wasn't like, it was a rental housing advertising service for landlords. And I didn't really have this like inspiration and passion for rental housing advertising syndication, which is what we did. Um, it was more that I, just was hungry and needed food. And, um, I didn't want to work for a big giant tech company. Like I turned down a job offer for Microsoft, which back in like, Oh, two was like, you know, a really good job offer. Um, and so I forged on my own and was hungry and needed food. And so I started this company and it took a long time to get off the ground. And, you know, for the first couple of years, I was basically losing money. Couldn't afford to really pay myself. Um, but as I got better at making a product and making sales and figuring out business, we started to make some money. Um, and so, you know, uh- Sadly, I can't claim there's like some huge passion behind the product. Although <laughs> I'm reading a book right now that says like follow your passion is kind of a myth and that most people who are successful just like figure the thing out that they're working on, including like Steve Jobs and Jeff Bezos and all these successful people. And so maybe I shouldn't be apologizing for not having a my passion. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it was. It was just me starting a company out of college and being hungry and needing food and then uh trying to sell stuff until it worked.
0: Okay. Nice. So the idea behind that did you have any family or friends who were doing real estate? Is, like, what made you decide to do a um, do a rental agreement website?
1: No, in fact, real estate was like very foreign to me, and um, I. It, the business wasn't initially called RentLinks. It was called Hercules solutions, a name that I made made up when I was <laughs> in college. And then I started trying to sell people websites. Like I was like a computer programmer, like a freshly graduated computer science student, just trying to basically sell people websites. And, uh, my old landlord, I remember their website was like horrific. And so I like remade their website from scratch. And like, it was just like, you know, this terrible, it looked like they had made it in Word, like Microsoft Word, and just typed it all the one super long page and then like uploaded it to the internet somehow. And so I like, and they had like a hundred different properties. There's like a, you know, a landlord or a property management company. And so I made it so you could like search for their properties and sort them and see a map and like, kind of like made it a more modern website. And then I sold it to them and they bought it, you know, like this, that sales process actually went relatively quickly. And so I was like, oh, I should just you know, now they've done all this work to make one of these, I should just change the logo at the top, like replace the data and then just become a billionaire selling landlord websites. Um, and that's basically how I stumbled into it, you know, and, and I sold some other random websites. Like I sold one to like a children's book distributing company and another one to like, um, and I, I forget some of my early clients, but there weren't many like I like two or three or four, I, I sold random one off websites. And then the one that kind of seemed to do the best was this landlord pro- website. So that's how I got in that space.
0: Okay, so I know you got your master's from the University of Michigan, um, and like you said, you didn't want to work for a big company like Microsoft at the time. However, if I'm correct, you interned with Microsoft. Um,
1: so I did you did your homework?
0: <laughs> I did. Um, What's your time at Microsoft? Did that help you create your companies like links?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I did it kind of weird. You know. I, I think most entrepreneurs if you like look at the data kind of start around the age of 40 um and there are these like extreme outliers like Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates or you know you hear about these kids like dropping out of Harvard to become entrepreneurs but like that's that's the atypical case most people work in the industry for 10 or 15 or 20 years and really develop a deep knowledge and then say take that and pivot um and I was kind of a combination of them where I was young, but also not very good like Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, you know, better than terrible, but not that good, right? So uh, what was the question? Oh, did the, the experience help? Yeah, so I worked for Microsoft for two summers as an intern. Um, it definitely like gave me a taste of the corporate world. You know, how valuable is an internship for two summers? Like compared to like real industry experience, probably not all that valuable, but if anything it taught me that like, I didn't really want to be doing that. I mean, Microsoft is a great company. They treated their employees really great. I just didn't like being a cog in this giant machine where my like work wasn't really going to make any difference, like how hard I worked or whatever. Um, so, you know, I, I, really was just like kind of jumping the deep end without knowing what I was doing. And most of my entrepreneurship, like, you know, experience and skill that came from just trying and failing.
0: Okay. Now, University of Michigan, you got your bachelor's from there as well. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, it's like all in one thing. There's this, there's this program where you could kind of do a concurrent undergraduate and graduate degree. And so in five and a half years, I got my undergraduate and my master's degree.
0: That's awesome. Would you say that helped you kind of, you know, that that education helped you get to where you are now?
1: You know, like college is a weird thing because when you, at least when I was a kid and maybe it's like shifting a little bit, but just kind of seemed like you have to go to college. That's like, if you don't, you're a bum, And if you do, you're going to have like steady employment your whole life. And like the reality of the world is that like, no one really cares if you went to college, like everyone cares, like what you can produce. Like what, what, you know, and, and like having gone to a good college often correlates probably very highly with people who are productive members of society. And so, um, you know, if you look at a resume and someone went to Harvard and yada, 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 they're probably a smart person because they got that far. But if they're just a bum off the street and they're like incredible at, you know, doing the thing that your business needs, then who cares where they went to college, you know? Um, and so for me, like, I'd say like my education definitely like taught me how to be a computer programmer, which is like how I was, um, creating my product for, you know, 10 plus years, um, but you don't need to go to college for that. You can learn that from a library or from a coding bootcamp or from YouTube or whatever. Um, I think it also like kind of expanded my mind in terms of like meeting different people and being around really smart people. And, and, you know, that sort of thing is also really hard to replicate, but not impossible. And so, you know, the degree itself, like no one gives a shit, like no one's ever looked at my degree. Like I've never applied for a job as an adult because I've always been my own boss. And so like, you know, having a master's degree has done. In terms of like specifically, it's absolutely nothing for me. Uh, if I were going to apply for a job, I think that it might give me a foot in the door because they they would see that that might correlate with being a successful person. Um, but yeah, you know, who knows? If I had tried to do this right out of high school and just like was going to uh, going into the library or something, maybe it would have been less successful or more successful. I don't know.
0: Okay. Um would you say that you before college you had a passion for IT?
1: Uh you know kind of um both of my parents went to the University of Michigan and graduated with computer science elect- electrical engineering degrees my brother went to Michigan graduated with a computer science degree and so when I went to college I was like dead set to not do that I like was I was like I'm not like them I'm going to do something different but I find out my- I found myself in the school of engineering because it was the only way you could get out of college without a foreign language uh, requirement, <laughs> and I hated foreign language. Um, and like math came really uh-huh. easy to me, um, and so then I like I was like, all right, I'm going to be a mechanical engineer. I'm going to do the opposite of computer, whatever you know, the least digital thing. And so, in the very first class of college was um, called Engineering 101, which was basically a programming course, and all engineers take this programming course because the way the world is going, like, you know, people need to think like programmers. And so we, we coded in, I think C++ and MATLAB or something. And this, this class is so easy for me. Like I just like crushed it. And like people were showing so much of this class. And it's one of these things about programming is it's like, it's either like total nonsense to, you or it just comes supernaturally. And to me, it came supernaturally. And then after that, I was like, all right, I probably have to do this cause it's like really fun and easy for me. And like, you can make a lot of money doing it. So that's when I went back into uh technology.
0: Okay. Now, if I, if I'm correct, you were also listed as a, as a magazine's top 20 in their twenties, would you say, is that correct?
1: That's true. Cranes, Detroit business, the, uh, it's like, uh, one of the like, biggest or only Michigan based business magazines. And they like highlight young, successful people, which I'm now have aged out of <laughs> quite a bit.
0: But when, when at that time period, would you say that that connection and, and being presented in that paper, uh, in the magazine helped you network and find contacts for your businesses now.
1: I don't know, you know, like the value of press in general is kind of weird. Like, I don't think anyone really saw that and came like rushing to my door and said, oh my gosh, you know, like, I don't know, maybe we got something solicitor or something. Um, but, you know, and I don't do a lot of stuff. And, you know, frankly, like the reason that I got that award is I applied for it, um, because they don't really have a exhaustive list of everyone under 30 who's doing business. And, you know, to my credit, I think that they get like several thousands of people apply for this and they pick 20 or whatever. And so like, there's, you know, something to be said for them picking me at that time. Um, but I don't know if it did me any good and I don't, I don't like, and I only mentioned that I applied for it cause I do it very rarely. Like I haven't done it at all, like since then really, um, because it's just like, you know, giving yourself an award and something to put on your wall and pat on the back and you know, it, like, you know, what what press is like Mark Zuckerberg not to bring him up again, but like what, what <laughs> trust is he applying for? Right? Like none, right? Like if you, if you want to get press, just like go change the world. And, and then like, the, you know, the press is going to come to you. And so, um, you know, I like, I like when reporters reach out these days or whatever, but, uh, like, you know, you guys asked me to be on the podcast, which is very flattering, but yeah, it's hard to like draw a direct line to like, you know, a lot of new business or something.
0: Okay. Um, You're also one of the co-founders for what's that charge, right? A uh, website that helps you identify credit card and debit charges. Um, That's true. Did you find that to be a good store, uh, like a good step towards your FI path to help you get to
1: that point? This little business that not many people know about, but I assume you saw one of my bios on my websites where I (laughs) linked to all the stuff I made for like SEO purposes. Uh, But my buddy and I had, um, like this ongoing challenge with each other where we try to start and finish a business in 24 hours. And so we created this business called What's That Charge, where you could basically, like if you ever look at your credit card statement and see some cryptic looking charge in there that you don't remember, a lot of people, what they do is Google it and they're like, what is this thing? And so we basically made this site that indexes like over 100,000 different charges that can appear in your credit card statement and then tries to explain what it is you know, when we can and we basically made that site and launched it in 24 hours and it's it's probably like 8 years old now and it's been paying like it's been generating like $4,000 a month on average in ad revenue since then and so wow. it's been like this incredible like profitable side hustle business of ours and we've put like shockingly little effort into it. i mean you know frankly it was a home run like we got lucky there and we've we've actually tried to replicate a couple other times like we've made uh is glutenfree.com where we index all the foods and tell you if they're gluten free. And it just like didn't get any hits. So like, you know, SEO is somewhat a hit, hit or miss game like that. Um, but this one has done well and certainly has like, has like, uh, kicked off like dozens of copycat sites who just steal our content, steal everything. Um, but you know, we're still kicking. Okay. Yeah. Does it help with fi? I guess it's nice to have free money every month. <laughs> um, but like I wasn't, you know, 2000 bucks, cause I split it with him and we have to pay taxes on it. So, Two thousand bucks a month, minus you know another seven hundred in taxes or something, is like thirteen hundred bucks a month. And allow me to poo-poo that. Like I love that money, but like it ain't like retire early money. Um, and so I didn't really retire until I you know sold my first company. Okay. Um,
0: I also saw on one of your websites. Th- this is more of a you know if, if you create another yeah. business unless you already have this business. Um, do you have a website for creating bios for other people? Because I saw that bio for your co- other co-founder that he like kind of like made you create his bio for him. <laughs> I,
1: don't, I, I I think I know what page you're talking about, but I forgot. I, like, I'm sure I made some sort of joke about an online bio because I think they're so funny. They're always like written in this like really like grandiose professional manner as if it's not the person just sitting there writing about themselves. Um, and, and in that case, like my friend was like too lazy to even write his bio. And so I assumed that I was like picking on him in... Yeah, I think in his free time, I'll quote from the end of the bio that I just found while I was talking. In his free time, Dan enjoys cats playing beach volleyball and conning his co-founder into composing his website bio so he doesn't have to see. So I got him. Uh, so, yeah, I guess he didn't, I wrote that one. He didn't write that one.
0: Yeah, yeah that, that was the one I was referencing. <laughs> when I saw it, I thought it was pretty funny because I've also seen yours where you say he also likes, Jeremy also likes to talk about himself in the third person. I thought it was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> That's the joke. We're all writing our own LinkedIn bios. Let's be honest. There's no, oh, please let me, let me craft your LinkedIn bio for you. <laughs> yeah. I was,
0: uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you might've, I don't know, you could have started another company where you just automatically, you know, have people type in like some sort of information and it automatically creates a bio for them.
1: <laughs> What's my bio.com. There. Check it out. See There Studio you go. Mobile.
0: Um, I say yes. <laughs> So has being an entrepreneur always something you wanted to do, or is it on, you know, a newer venture for you?
1: You know, I remember in college, I was always attracted to the idea of like a very, very small company that had this like huge growth potential. You know, I went to college from 98 to 2003. And so it was like a lot of my college years were informed by the dot-com boom and then successive bust. And so I saw this, like, exciting opportunity, but I never, like, saw myself as a founder. I wanted to be, like, the third guy in that, like, really knew technology well, which is kind of ironic because I feel like now nowadays, all I see is people, like, begging to have, like, a CTO, like, a chief technical officer who knows how to, like, build a product. And, like, that's what I want to do. I was like, I I can't be the front man. Um, But now from my perspective, like, that's stupid, like, CTOs would just do all the work and then some, like... CEO who doesn't know what he's talking about, like goes and like schmoozes with investors or something. <laughs> um, but, and, and, and even, I, I think I winged off a couple emails to like small businesses in college and be like, yo, do you want some smart programmer guy? Um, and like, didn't get anywhere. And so then I literally just, out of necessity, I was like, well, I gotta start my own. There's <laughs> no, there's no, <laughs> there's no two per, two people company. Like if, I mean, you know, maybe I was like woefully, and it was like a different time too. Like now I feel like there are like startup accelerators and forums and, You know, there's all sorts of like infrastructure and community around like connecting entrepreneurial people. But at the time, it was just kind of like going to the library and looking up like how to start a business or whatever. So, yeah, that's why I started my own. Um, And yeah, I guess I, you know, from a pretty young age, like college for sure. um, I think it's pretty early to have an idea of what you want to do.
0: Greg, I didn't want to keep talking if Greg had (laughs) questions as well. I feel like I've been kind of handling this entire conversation. Keep keep rattling them off. I'll I'll jump in when I I feel ready. Perfect. Um, (laughs) So there's another website. So the one we've already talked about, uh, I don't know if we have, uh, Show Me the Rent. Um, That one, was it created by you or was it made by the company that acquired RentLinks?
1: I created it. That was like part of rent links. There's just like our rent links was a tool for landlords and show me the rent is a tool for renters. It was just a way for renters to like search our database of rentals directly. Um, but it, you know, it was always like a relatively small part of our business. I think it's still up and running.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I was, that's how I found it is. I was, I was looking at other companies that, that you kind of worked on and I saw that a, like a smaller side of it from Redlinks was showing me the rent, so I kind of investigated that, and then I saw that it was owned by Redlinks, so that, that's how I found.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So, are you currently still working uh, on nickel and growing
1: that business? So Nickel was another company that uh, my buddy, actually one of the, the same buddy who I work on what's that charge with, he and another guy started this company, which is a machine learning company. And then they brought in a third guy and then they brought in me. And so the four of us were like the co-founders. And so for like almost a year, I was working on that along with Personal Finance Club and it ended up being like just too much for me. And I think Nickel is potentially going to be like a billion dollar company and is doing very well, but there came a point where I was basically just like spreading myself too thin and not super happy with like how my like life was going. Not like my, I wasn't on of my life, just like the amount of free time in my life, I guess. Um, and so then I like, I stepped back from nickel instead of being like a full fledged co-founder, I'm more of like a consultant or advisor or something. Um, I still work with them and help them sometimes, but I have like a much lower role and, um, yeah, but it's, it's a cool company. It's a machine learning company. So if, you're a programmer listening to this and you don't want to build machine learning from scratch. You just want an API that does a little thing. Check out nickel.com spelled with a Y.
0: There you go. We'll, we'll put a link to the description. So it's plugged all day. Um, that's also another good question to ask is, is, you know, you talked about time management. How did you manage your time with working on all these startups and, and having a personal life outside of that?
1: You know, like it sounds like a lot when you're rattling them all off in like a span of five minutes, but like, you know, this is, I'm 41 and I started when I was 21 or so. So over the course of 20 years, it's kind of just like a regular job. Um, I've never really been, you know, like I work hard um, and I work whenever I want, which is sometimes like long days, um, but I've never really been like a sleep at the office, 100 hour a week, like kill yourself kind of person. I'd rather just like, you know, when I'm inspired, get a lot of work done. And if I'm not inspired, don't just sit there and hate life or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, there's like, you know, there's moments where I'm, you know, working really hard and, but generally like I try to have fun. Like when I, when I decide to like step back from nickel or is when like my friends were asking me to like go golfing or something. And I'm not a big golfer. I actually think golf's kind of dumb, <laughs> but but like they asked me to go golfing and I'm like, I said, no, I have to work. and i I'm like, what am I like? My whole shtick is that I retired at 36. So why am I saying no to golfing? Because I have to work. Because I don't have to work. You know, have to work means like I'm not going to eat if I don't work. Um, But that's like hopefully never going to be the case again for me in my life. And so I try to optimize. You know, having having a happy life before just like trying to make more money.